Attacking styles versus defensive holds, the Alex Higgins shoot from the hip versus Steve Davis approach. Which footballing style produces the goods? Everyone has an opinion right now. We're sharing ours. Hello and welcome to another outing from the On and Off the Pitch podcast. Sit back and chill. Joining me once more on the pod is Ty, a Spurs devotee. Hey, Ty. Evening, all evening. And alongside Ty, we welcome back Nick, aka Negative Nicky, a full time Liverpool spokesman. <laughs> Hello. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that as a. As a... Introduction. I'll take it. You'll take it. I'll take it. You'll I'm take it. it. There's no I'll jerk rice it. with that. It's just coming as it is. Bland. I'll take it. You'll take it. All right. You know something? Um, when I thought about doing this, Nick said, would I be prepared to do the podcast after the results at the weekend? And I thought, of course I will. Of course I will. Um, what else was there to do? <laughs> I'm well, thinking seriously. I was kind of hoping more for like a 5 nil slacking. Yeah, don't, <laughs> it, 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 I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you were. I'm sure you were. Um, right, we're looking at footballing styles, attacking versus defensive styles. Which site? Which style in itself suits? Questions linked. Really, there's so many. Um, does a particular football style always win? Um, if a particular football style is dependent upon goals, if it's not on goals, is it? dependent upon personnel. If that personnel is not there, do fans still hanker for the style or do they just want the win? And does an attacking style always promote a winning formula? See, there's so many things you can talk about. So many mm. things. You, you know what? And normally, there's kind of like, we're going to start with this. And I know that, you know, you, Nick, you were you were so eager on the, on the text message about, you know, we'll see what happens after Sunday. Well, I'm going to let you begin because of course, obviously Liverpool are flying high in the league, joint second. So obviously you're going to be one of those spokespersons for the attacking style of football that everyone literally is dribbling over right now. Do you think it's the best way right now in terms of football? Um, sorry, sorry. Can you mould that question? A well, bit? I'm saying because <laughs> Liverpool because Liverpool are second. Yeah. I say second, joint top. Liverpool fans will be happy with this attacking style, right? Are you, as a Liverpool fan, happy? And do you think that's the best way for going forward? But with, but that's the point. We haven't got an attacking style at the moment. That's the, that's the that's the that's the whole discussion with Liverpool fans at the moment. Our defense is fantastic. Our um our defensive record is, uh, I believe, it's the best that we've had in the in Premier League history. But we're not we're not blasting like four or five goals. Um, every um, every game, and that's the debate that's going on. Whereby some pe- some f- football fans are saying, "Oh, what's going on? We're not blowing teams away like we did last year." And others are saying, "Yeah, but our defense is far strong. We're not a joke at the back." When teams come and play us, they're not saying, "Let's hang in here, lads. We'll get something out of this lot." They're not saying that anymore. So it's a it's a case of, do you want the enjoyment, the fun ride that we had last year, but we were still shipping goals? Come twenty minutes, last twenty minutes. You have to admit it, both of you. If you're watching Liverpool game, you were like, "Let's just keep on watching this because this lot could, this lot could either go and win six nil or could it, it could all implode." You're not getting that. You're not getting that this year. Um, and so it's a case of: Do you want the excitement or do you want yeah. the steady eddy kind of um, easy as you go two nil win and we'll just see it. We'll just see it out to the to the final whistle. So. So Liverpool fans, so we're not, we're not, we're not an, we're not an all guns blazing attacking team. 
You're not. Um, you're not. Nick, Nick, I'm going to have to say, you, have you got the headphones in with the, the mic? Because it's I, I can hear it either rubbing against your, your string vest, which is causing some snap, crackle, I'll, pop. Okay. It's a bag of crisps. You I'll thought it was what? A bag of crisps. What is it? <laughs> Had oh, he had the smoky bacon. <laughs> smoky bacon. No, there's no um, smoky bacon yet. I mean, Nick, I, you, you know, to be honest with you, um, I, I'm I'm quite a, a, a cynic when it comes to football, and, and sadly, I have to profess that there are certain teams I just don't watch. Um, I don't really watch Liverpool. I look out for their results, but I don't watch them. I think that. They're doing really well. I think that their attacking style or lack of attacking style as Liverpool fans and negative fans would, would look at. I think, you, you know, the interesting thing about Liverpool now is that as long as I've been watching the Premier League, Liverpool now look like genuine title contenders. And for whatever reason that is, whether it's their attacking style or whether it's the fact that they're building on this defensive platform that Nick's referring to now, um, I don't know which one to lean towards, but what I will say is that whatever it, the, the mix is down at Anfield now, um, it looks like and feels like they're going to push for this for the season. Whereas in previous seasons, you're kind of waiting for Liverpool to fall away. Um, but this year, I don't know, there's just something that they're quietly going about their business. There's no razzle-dazzle. They're just beating teams neatly, ones, two nils. And you know, just getting the job done, no hoo ha. There's no, no, no push for the best or or, or the greatest top scorer or, or you know the Premiership player of the year. There's no real, there's no real argument for any of those accolades this year. But they just seem to keep winning. Steady surely, Eddie, yeah. Steady surely, see, no. see, negative Nicky will be happy with Steve that. Steve Davis, isn't it? It's Steve Davis. Steve Davis. So so really, Nick. You know, even though Liverpool look like from the outside that they've got this kind of Alex Higgins approach, you know, we're going to kind of shoot our way to victory, score loads of goals. There's an element of Steve Davis in there that they've, they've, they've adapted and adopted. Yeah, yes, of course. Yeah, of course there is. Yeah. So for, thinking about it, because for me, the, the, after, after the weekend, because obviously you've spoken about Liverpool, Ty's spoken a little bit about Spurs. Man United, the United fans, the fallout was like, you know, why didn't we play with an attacking style? Why did Jose sit back? Why did he? And when I got the text from Nick, I was thinking, this has to be more about personnel than style. It has to, it cannot just be about style. It cannot just be about the ideology that a manager exposes on the players, on the club. It has to be, you can have a, a, a framework that you want to work towards and build on, but if you don't have the, the, the personnel, if you don't have the craftsmen within your team to put that into action, it doesn't matter about your style. It, it, does, it, it doesn't matter. And I had to go away and do some real research on teams that were seen as attacking, teams that were seen as a defensive, teams that were seen that would use um, a direct style of play or a short style of play. And I was, there's mixed, in terms of winning, there's mixed results. People would have said that a direct style of play that was attacking would have been Wimbledon. The Vinnie Jones, the Fashionus, the Robbios, because they, they were no nonsense. They weren't no frills, but they were direct and they were attacking football. 
they were very much long ball, put the ball into the corner, high percentage of crosses. Yeah, get the opposition you know, turned around. Get the opposition turned around, build on errors and mistakes. That is attacking football, but it may not be attractive football. It may not be attractive football. Attacking football, West Ham. Lovely attacking football. Can't win anything for Toffee. Fulham. Great football on the eye. Like to play it on the ground. Can't win anything for Toffee. Just sacked their manager. Who have also gone back and got rid of a brand new manager and gone and got Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong. Tinkerman himself, Claudio Ranieri. So I'm thinking when people talk about attacking style versus defensive style, there cannot be one unique style in any given team. There has to be a combination of both. It has to be. Because you're, you're, you're not going to get the results that you want. And even if you don't get the results that you want, fans are, I don't know, so I think they're blinded or, or, or they're hindered by the view of the fog that they cannot actually see there's more than one, one way at any given moment within 90 minutes at any given point over a season or at any given point in a club's history. There I cannot mean, be just that's, one way. fair enough. I mean, Guardiola's doing a Harry Houdini, isn't he? Oh, listen. You know, he, 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 I mean, if you watch a game of football with Man City playing, you know, for some strange reason, his defensive players look like attackers. Um, and his defensive players are playing more attacking football than some of his attacking players. So you have, it beggars the question, it's, is, it, is it really about styles or is it about positions and playing the right players to be effective in those positions on the pitch? Um, Mendy for Manchester City, um, by all intents and purposes, I, I, you know, when he's going forward, you, you, you sit up, but you don't mm. notice the defensive work that he does. Now, he's a really good defender, but nobody's talking about his defensive qualities because... Guardiola's got his defensive players attacking. So even though they may be playing in a defensive position, if you put a player in a defensive position that has the qualities and skills to attack, that for me is is a bit of a Jedi mind trick because the opposition are thinking, right, we've got we're up against four defenders when actually they're up against six attackers. Because those two um fullbacks, the the left and right back for Manchester City. They make uh, they make it into a five man midfield when mm. they're on attack with two up front. So you, you, you know it, the, the 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 thing about systems and 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 players and players playing in the right positions and having two particular styles surely is dependent upon the type of players you play in those positions. Yeah, Nick, what was you going to say? Well, I, I I think the real Houdini trick that um, Guardiola's put um, um, pulling off. Um, and it started. To, it started to be, started to be highlighted now. Is the very fact of the fouls, and th- this is what this is one of the things that I was always grudgingly um, admired about the Barcelona team. In that, what used to happen was right. So I've, whether it's Messi, um, Xavi, Iniesta, if you stand off of them, yeah, then you give them the time to either play the killer ball or set up a, another play or even kind of do whatever magic they want to do to get past you. If you go and close them down, they do a little turn and they fall to the floor and, and, and the referee blows the whistle. And it was like, and, and I can remember watching those two games, you know, in the Champions League final against Manchester United, whereby 
<laughs> you <laughs> you right. were you on paper you were equal to the to the to them lot. But they were just they were just drawing the foul, drawing the fouls. It's like, okay, well we can't we gotta ease off of them because I've got a yellow card now. Okay, we ease off of them, then we can just play our football and we can knock it around and oh look, there's David Villa banging one in the top corner. What's happen what's happening now is and this is the this is the Jedi mind trick, a little bit like what Ty Ty said. Don't worry about the defender defending. It's Raheem Sterling. That's that all he's doing. If he loses the ball in the in the top third in the opposition's half, he's just putting his hand on the player, and then the, and then and then the, the referee's blowing up like, no, you found him. It's like, oh no, oh sorry. But what's happened is he, he's cut out the he's cut out the counter attack, and he mm. hasn't had to he hasn't had to cut no one down. He hasn't had to trip on anyone from behind, so he's not getting a yellow card. And it's because it's because of this mindset that referees have got nowadays, whereby any any bit of physical contact is is brought a whistle. No, you can't do that. No, start again. Free kick, and Guardiola's tapped into that. So he's right. telling. So, so so defenders don't need to do any defending. It's Sane. It's 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 um it's Sterling. It's um it's it's Silva. They just need to kind of grapple the person and not even grapple them, touch them, and they're getting a foul, and then everyone gets back into position. It's inter it's interrupting the flow of play yeah. without de without necessarily interrupting it. You know, you slightly um, bounce someone in their stride to kind of you know either take a misstep, they miss uh, control. It kind of takes a, a two or three yards uh, advance away from their control, and then it looks like they've lost control without necessarily being fouled. And if they do get the foul, it's not a major foul. They haven't they haven't slid in from behind and That's taken it. them out two-footed in, in the old days when you think we've got to kind of like minimise the opposition from the from the very moment that they get in. I mean, what you said is is is, is something that I have mentioned many times on, on, on the Twitter feed and on, on, on YouTube and on other little streams. If you want to have a high press, right, it's really important that your team buy into that. And the forward players who are primarily in their youth have to get into that sway. They have to buy into that. As soon as, as, soon as the defender has the ball or your team loses the ball and it's in the, the anywhere near the 30-yard area and, and penalty box, should I say, of your opposition, you press, you make, make them make mistakes, you, you, you have them kick it out into touch, all of those things. Things that the, the old Liverpool regime with Daglish and Rush used to do. No one talked about it, and it, you know, because it was like the, the, the forward would actually hassle the defender and you'd keep the ball in that end of the pitch. When I look at Manchester United, uh, even though there has been a clamour for Rashford to be included and Martial to be included and Lukaku, these guys are all under 25, 26. They don't look like they can hassle anyone. They don't look like they can close down on anyone. They don't look like they can close down either in a partnership, even a mutual understanding to say, I'm going to hassle this guy. You can't come around here. You block off the avenues. It's very much individual thought. So, yeah, but they haven't been, they haven't been trained in that. That's all. I kind of beg to differ about that they haven't been trained. You can have a high press. You can have a very defensive mindset. As a, as a coach. And I played football at a very low level. I played at Saturday and Sunday. And my manager would have said, you know, we've got to make sure we don't concede. We've got to go out and play football. He wouldn't tell us not to press. He wouldn't tell us not to work things out. 
there are many times I've played in games where the players in on the pitch made like we need to change things now before we get to half time or we're in trouble. And you'd work it out. You don't have to wait for a man on the sidelines to tell you what to do. No, Rod, Rodney, this is, come a, on. Rodney this is a different level of. Pre- I, I no, 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 are you telling me that because they're, they're more, they're, they're, they're professional, <laughs> they're highly paid, they, they have a, their brain function doesn't kick in? Rodney, well, this I is think, a different. I think, do you know what? Sorry, Nick, I'm, I'm going to interject there, <laughs> right? And I'm going to give you a good example of um, Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry scored a winning goal for Barcelona, right? And got substituted while he was celebrating. <laughs> And do you know why he got substituted? Because he shouldn't have been in that position when he scored yeah, the goal. Yeah, and who and who subbed him off? And who subbed him off? Yeah, Guardiola. And so this is what. I did. Sorry, Nick, because I know that you were going to jump on that, but I had to interject there and say, "Well, Rod, hold on a minute. Like, you could, you think you can try and work it out on the pitch, but there's a lateral view, um, and there's a third eye, and there's a there's a three dimensional view of the game that, as intelligent as footballers are, sometimes they do have to be put into positions like chess pieces and told what to do because strategy, I mean, you know, there's only a handful of ballers, Rod, that used to see that picture. You know that picture that I'm talking about where Mm -hmm. they know where they're going to pass the ball, they know where players are going to run. There's only a handful of ballers that have that skill, that third eye skill where they can find players. Um, De Bruyne's one now at at Man City who's shown he can do that. Um, You know, but they're very few. Who else can you really call on that of that elk at the moment? And I think that you do have to kind of tell players now there has to be some game. This thing of game management that that's come about now that's been banded about. You 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 have to have somebody who can pull players around a little bit like puppets on a string during the process of a football match because some players will just they're just away with the theories. You know, they're very good. You've got players that run with their head down. They don't look up, you know. Um, And it's interesting you mentioned Sane, Nick, because Sane, you know, everyone was raving about him the the, the year that Guardiola came and and Man City won the league. Mm. But I guess he's not flavour of the month with Guardiola because he keeps running out of position. Mm. He doesn't get a game hardly now. So I think that it's massively important that there's that man on the touchline who says, actually, no. This is what's affecting the game negatively. This is what's affecting the game positively. And and players do make decisions on their own sometimes, and it does pay off. But those players are few and far between, Rod. Mm. They really are. I mean, you know, Roy Keane could change the the, the whole the the formation of Man United on the pitch, but he's 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 had to have that trust. Alex Ferguson gave him that license to be able to do that, and I watched him do it on many a game where he would change the formation. And tell people where to go and play, but they, they, footballers aren't built like that anymore. They're very, very, you know, cotton candy, you know, powder puff. Wrap them up in cotton wool. They don't have to think. Let's give you all the money. You don't have to train hard. We'll give you all the glory. You don't have to win nothing. And they, 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 they're almost a bit robotic in their approach to the game nowadays. Yeah, there's I, not I, fans. There's not Arsenal fans is... there when you're saying win nothing. So we have to be careful about what we say there. I, I, oh, I don't yeah. think. I don't think there's any difference in. I don't. I, I don't. I'm. I'm Yes, there are players that you know have have that picture in the head, but I don't necessarily think that. The, I think they're they're two different things. There are the mavericks, and there are the ones that need guidance. But this is about this is about a formation, or this is about a way of playing to see you through any particular scenario 
that you that you come across on the pitch. That's what I see Guardiola um, um, instilling in his players. Listen, well, you, you're, you're saying I'm going to let you finish, but what you're saying is he's in, he's instilled leadership then. No, 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 it's not. It's not about. It's not about leadership. He's in. He's instilled. A, let me. Exp, let me just. Uh, I've watched. Listen, I'm. I'm Liverpool fan. I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for Man City to drop some points. Yeah. Now, two of my biggest hopes was against Manchester United and against Money. Tottenham. Right. And in both of those games, towards the end, where I thought, "Hello, well, Ty, you can agree." When Ericsson and Ali came on, you were you were taking it to them. Yeah. And the same the same way when it went two one with Man, against Manchester United, there was a little sniff whereby whereby the United fans and the players thought, "Hello." We might be able to get something here, and I was like rubbing my hands, like, "Okay, this is on." And I see, I see um, Guardiola. He takes, he takes off the striker, and I'm like, I was, I was texting people. I was like, "Defensive." Is, is he playing? Is he playing? No, no. But the point was, is he playing with no striker? There's no focal point up there. What's going on? What is that? Is that like Ryan Sterling that's kind of that running the line? And the point was, and and he. He bossed the game. He bossed both of those games at towards the end, where really both teams should have Manu and Spurs should have been putting him under pressure. Like, yeah, we're going to chase you down now. We've got nothing to lose. We're losing, so we're going to chase you down. And he bossed the game, and that's what I'm talking about. That point of his players, and and individually, some of them are mentally weak. Sterling, Sterling hasn't had a good game against Liverpool since he's left Liverpool because we boo and hiss him and sometimes he's had to be substituted off. So it's not about, it's not about the mentality of the players. It's the system that they're in, that they're all in. They're all, they're all there saying, yep, we know this system. It's been drilled into us well enough that we can carry on playing even though there's 10 minutes to go and this team really want to get, get an equaliser against yeah, us. Yeah, but every and- now and again, Nick, every now and again, when you let players loose and, and give them that mentality and that freedom, you know, they give goals. I mean, uh, you know, how many goals is the Man City and Liverpool goalkeepers going to give away this season for trying to do a Cruyff turn. And it'll be interesting to count that up at the end of the season um, <laughs> to try and do a trick. I mean, Man City gave Man United that goal. They, yeah. they, you know, and that was a bit of flamboyancy. That's not part of the, the, the strategy, I'm sure. How was that? How was, How did he give He just rushed out. I don't understand. He did, it's not like he did a Cruyff turn or something. He just no, rushed out. What I'm saying to you is, is that these goalies, they're not, they're trying to play on the pitch and they're trying to instill this goalkeeper playing on the pitch mentality Right, which I'm seeing Larice playing at the edge of his box, sometimes outside of his box, and they get they're getting caught out. But that's that you see that that's all. Do you, do you see what I'm so, talking about? When we talk about a defensive and attacking style, having goalkeepers like that that can play football that are more involved in the game that's part of the attacking style. Yeah, uh, wow. romantic story because we've got you know um, every player is engaged. Every player can do a trick. Every player can do a cross turn. They can do it at any point of the pitch. They're comfortable on the ball. All of those things. You know what Nick was saying? You're right. The 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 the, the city goalkeeper. He he helped Man United with that um, goal in terms of getting the penalty. I I actually pose this. Imagine he didn't come rushing out and he stayed on his line and Lukaku had got there. I can guarantee you now, without even to looking back at the game, <laughs> there'd be no other Man United player behind him. It would have been a corner. No, it would have been, yeah, been a goal kick. He'd have probably bumbled the control and he'd have gone out into Rose's head. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Not when you go to get bread 
and you drop the butter before you take it out and you think, oh, <laughs> I, I've, got to get up, I've got to go and get, yeah, get the napkins and wipe that up before anyone sees. I'm, I'm telling you, you're absolutely right. That the, the goalkeeper rushing out helped that scenario. But Parker's touch is terrible. Go on. A few reporters, a few reporters have said, because I hear what you're saying, and a few reporters have said, they would like to. They would like someone to add up how many goals have been instigated from the goalkeeper kicking out. So I understand what you're saying, but they but they were saying it would be interesting interesting to tally up how many goals were conceded by a Cruyff turn or you know or trying to play out from the back compared to how many goals were 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 scored from the goalkeeper kicking out, and that gave bravery to the midfield. Obviously, well, they might. I'll tell you what, right? No matter how many goals have been scored from the goalie kicking out, mm. they won't reach the amount of goals created in the year when Smichael was throwing the ball out. <laughs> shots fired, shots yeah. fired. And, and goalies should learn to play with their hands first and their feet second. They, they need to know how to kick. But I'm of the old school opinion about them needing to know how to play football. I'm not really understanding that concept. Goalies need to be good with their hands. A lot of these goalies, they're good with their feet and can't catch a corner. They're punching balls when yeah, they just, just just ask Carrius. But it's and, but it's and, about. And, <laughs> and, you know, I it in there, Nick. <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there, but that was like <laughs> them little uppercuts. You know, one of them ones that no one don't see, but the you know yeah. man down. <laughs> um, and 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 it, for me, it is just about that. That position, there are so many attributes and accolades you can give a goalkeeper. But for me, one of them that he's good with his feet just doesn't, it doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, but Ty, okay, but Ty, you, you, you get the point of if there's a rhythm, if there's a rhythm created by the goalkeeper playing out, whereby the, the, um, the, the opposition attack or the midfielder like, well, what's he going to do? Is he going to boot it up long or is he, do I have to, do I have to close him down because he, he, he plays it into him? Or is he going to dink it over my head and play it out to the, to the right, to the right back that's, that's right, right on the, right on the wing? If you're, if you're, if you keep on doing that, then you just start the opposition start to regress back into themselves as opposed to right okay he always plays it long lads everyone get back um center center back yeah get close to his get close to his center forward because this is what this keeper does or this is what this team does if you if if you keep them guessing then you will be rewarded with the space for you to play all, yeah. all part all part of the the attacking footballing style Against yeah, the sure defensive you, footballing style, defenders guessing as well when you play like that, Nick, and and that's the risk because you know you got defenders bumping into goalies because they they're trying to kick it out and they're not you know I thought you was going to come for it and play it to feet or you know it it, it for me it's quite clear the goalie their skills should come from their ability to receive the ball and release the ball very quickly with their hands. Um, and I've got no doubt that there are some good goalies that are good on their feet and whatever else. But for me, um, if your goalie, if you're saying to your goalie, I want you to be good with your feet, then why are you playing that out from the back? Yeah. Like, I don't understand that then surely the goalie should just pass it to a defender. Well, that, that, that was something that you, you used to see. But what you found, and I think probably there are four teams... If that were to happen today, the defender, maybe five, would be comfortable to receive the ball. Primarily, most of the, the goalkeepers kick it long. 
um, the Man City defenders can feel comfortable receiving the ball in a set, like close to the penalty area. Liverpool defenders, as long as Lovren's not playing, will feel comfortable. Um, sorry, I keep getting those jabs in, Nick. Um, the Spurs <laughs> defenders... <laughs> They're not landing, but... <laughs> the Spurs defenders... <laughs> the Spurs defenders keep can feel, will feel comfortable on the ball. Man yeah, United defenders... shouldn't be right. No, the thing is, Man United like, defenders... Sanchez on, on needs a... to kick, learn how to kick it long. You oh, know? Yeah. Sanchez, like, Alderweireld, yeah. like, these guys have got too comfortable playing it out from the back. And Alderweireld's got a lovely cross-field pass that he can... Um, launch from defence into attack, and it and it and it kills midfielders every single time. But in the last few games, he wants to stand on the ball. He wants to do a little dummy. He wants to do a little dub up. And you know, defenders are um, attackers are looking at this guy, thinking, "But you can't run." So you want to play football? All right, then I'm going to nick the ball off you, and then we'll see what happens next. And and in the Champions League against a team that was poor, yeah, yeah. oh come on! I mean, like, I'm I'm not being funny. Young boys will be. Listen, I'm not even saying anything about young boys. Young boys will beat them, and young boys are a really poor Champions League side. And these guys ran rings around the Spurs defenders because they have been taught this one style of play, and they're uncomfortable playing it long all of a sudden. Do you know something? Is that when you say that um, Adavaro can play it long? When I looked at the the whole thing about the attacking styles and defensive styles, attacking style, we've under the umbrella of attacking styles, there's, there's what they call direct play, which is very much what you said. The goalkeeper knocks it out to the centre-back and he plays it long. Neil yeah. Ruddock used to do things like that. Alderweireld, you'd bypass the midfield, start an attack. The yeah. teams that that, that stuck, came to mind for me was West Ham at the time when Ruddock was playing. Stoke, who people dislike, but when Allardyce was managing, it was, you know, that's what we're doing. We're not dealing with the midfield. We're literally going to knock it long. Wimbledon and basically any other team that Allardyce has managed. No one would actually, yeah. Let's no, just no, that's nice, man. Bolton no, I'm, not, I'm, not, no, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping football. it real. I'm keeping it real. Um, when Bolton we talk about the short, when you talk about the goalkeeper knocking it short to the to the defenders and the defenders on the play, that's the short play style. That's the style that's predominant right now. That's the style that everyone thinks is really attacking because everyone needs to be involved. That's what Man City do. The difference between other teams is the transition. What Nick mentioned earlier is that when you see Mendy, no one talks about his defensive contributions and his attributes. He looks like an attacker, just like with Carl Walker, just like with um. Uh, Trippier for Spurs, you know, just like Robertson for Liverpool. You know, these guys, when you see them, you don't really talk about them defending. You think, damn, he's over the halfway line. What kind of cross is he going to put in? What kind of one-two is he going to work with the wide midfield player or the centre foot? Do you know, all of those things. And that's the difference between, for me, a defensive footballing style and attacking footballing style. You can ha- you can actually knock it long and be direct. But because of this short style of play where you want everyone to be involved with the passing from the goalkeeper right the way through the middle of the pitch, it's all about the speed of transition. And if you don't have the players to ensure that that happens, which Man United clearly don't, then it looks slow, it looks ponderous, it looks lateral in its style because you don't have anyone overlapping, you don't have anyone in the front line pressing. Oh, but man, you do have the players. It's, it's the, it is the style. It's, well, it's the way. It's, the, it's down to the manager then. Yeah, yeah, the man. Yeah, the manager. The manager is putting the reins on him, and we know that. The, yeah, Mourinho is a pragmatic foot, um, a manager. He's a pragmatic yeah. manager. And do you know something? I, I would. Do you know what? I agree and I disagree. When I looked at that midfield against Man City. 
Fellaini, Matic and Herrera. As much as people rave about Herrera, I'll be honest with you, as much as rave about him, when he first joined Man United, I was not, I was not, I wasn't kind of going, yeah, we've got someone. This guy has probably made, what, two caps for Spain? He's nowhere near the technically gifted Fabregas, David Silva, Iniesta, Xavi. He's not near them. No, but no, he's not but, them. He's not no, but them. I don't know what he, he offers. He, I'll tell you what he, I'll tell you what he offers, Mister Manchester United fan. He did um, a sterling job against Eden Hazard. He did it to the let, to, to the letter. Let, the, 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 do you know? Uh, do you and, know what? And, I can't, and, I'm gonna let you in, finish before I come back. And he was in Jose's good books forever. Yeah, so right. he's one. Of, he's one of Jose's boys. Yeah, one game. The, one one game does not make a career for a footballer. Well, I'm. T- what, uh, well, I'm no, I it doesn't. You, you know what? And you know why it doesn't? Because only this week, when we, uh, I was listening to the news, talking about one of England's greatest talent, greatest young talents. Not talking Paul Gascoigne, Joe Cole from the West Ham Academy. People are slagging off Jose, saying, "Oh, he's ruined his career. He hasn't done enough. He should have won more. He should have played more times." He went to Liverpool. He only played three times. He only played three times in two and a half years. 90 minutes. He was on big boy salary. This super talented footballer that won Premier League titles at Chelsea, Liverpool couldn't squeeze into their team. So when people talk about, you he know... He was injured. It's not like he couldn't squeeze. He was injured. He was injured. Right. He was injured then he went out on loan. Yeah. Yeah. He was, in, he was injured. He was injured the majority of the time that he was at Liverpool. Well, well, I'm not... I, I, you know, the, the statistics are what they are. I'm not saying he wasn't injured. What I'm saying to you is this. When you look at someone like Joel Cole, you can see what he offers to your team. You can see what he offers to your team in an attacking style. I look at that Manchester United midfield that played against Man City, Fellaini, Matic and Herrera. They're not going to be incisive in their passing. No, they they're were there to graft. But yeah. come on, Rodney, you know they were there to they were there to graft. They were there to battle. Mourinho was hoping that he could make it a roughhouse game. That, that that he could draw Man City down to his level. Yeah, that that wasn't that wasn't a bunch of artisans in there. I'm sorry, that wasn't a bu- bunch of artists. <laughs> you artisans, artisans and artists as well. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> you it know, was, they were the artisans. You know, but but you, you, right. Put it put it this way: if Liverpool had the, that, anyway, the Liverpool midfield with Milner, who people are probably thinking he shouldn't even be there, and Henderson. And I can't think who else. And, they and had Wijnaldum. That's almost a like for like in terms of skill set. But I would say that the Liverpool players are a slightly a notch up from those because they seem more comfortable on the ball. They're able to transition from a defensive midfield position they're to more an attacking. Comfortable they're more comfortable the, on the ball. They're more comfortable yeah. with the system. Yeah, well, they're the for, system. They're, for, yeah. they're, they're, they're a little bit more happy to do whatever Klopp wants. It's it's perfectly it's it's well for me it's quite obvious that the, a lot of the Manchester United um, players they they are reluctantly kind of go grinding along with what Mourinho wants, but it's not what necessarily would come naturally to them or what they would enjoy doing. Well, I don't I don't know what they would. I think the, the Manchester United players and the, some of them have been there quite some time. They weren't happy when it was Moyes. They said, oh, we don't like the training regime. We weren't happy when it was Lee yeah. Van Gaal. Oh, we Agreed. don't like the training yep. regime. Yep. We're not happy. We've got... Do you know what? The rumour is that Conte might replace Jose. This guy is like the bride of Chucky gone crazy. Hmm. He has them training twice a day. Yeah. So don't complain about Jose Mourinho when you get your days off after a game and you can go shopping. He may not be the ideal person 
for Man United. You may not have the ideal style, but whatever you look on the other side may not necessarily what you want. For me, there are styles of football that take place within 90 minutes. It's not just one style. The same defensive style that ground out a 2-1 win against Juventus had everyone happy as Larry. It wasn't so great against Manchester City, which is why I had to look at, apart from the Premier League stats, where, you know, Man City are at the top and they've got a goal difference of 31, Liverpool 18, Chelsea 19, Spurs 10, Arsenal 11. And I'm, I'm thinking, God, further down the league, we're a Man United. Minus three? Yeah. No, minus one, oh, right? Oh, and, 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 and on either side of Man United in eight, there's Watford in seven and Wolves further down at 11th. Yeah, I, would say, I would say both of those teams and Bournemouth play good football. They play attacking football. They're not defensive in their mindset. Their managers don't set out to be defensive. They play football, but they're round about the same part in the, in the league. So you can have attacking football, but still not be successful. You've only got to look at, let's, let's go for, um, let's look in Europe, Monaco. They've got one of the most successful players as their manager, Thierry Henry. Can't buy a win. Mm. Can't buy a win. Can't buy one. And, and I'll have to look at him thinking, you know what? You might have gone to that club too soon. You might end up as a manager that's moved on because for all the talent that they've got there and the experience, they can't buy a win. And they're playing well, attacking they've football. They've got, got a lot of defense. injuries. They've got a lot of injuries at the moment. And and also Thierry's coming, he's coming in um, um, at a point whereby they've just kind of, he's got to, he's got to bring forward the youth. He's not coming in at a time whereby the youth are on the cusp of becoming great with Lamar and Martial and Mbappe. He's got, they've got they've got well from from what I hear they've got young players that that can be developed and in a couple of years time could be another great team. But he's got to bring them out. And from everything I hear about, well, I, I only know Thierry Henry from his persona that, you know, I've just seen out there, you know, d- d- scoring great goals and what's up and smiling or whatever. <laughs> but when you hear the reporters, when you, the more and more I hear people talking, they're saying that he's not really a people person and he's a little bit standoffish. So if he, if he can't translate what he needs that team to do, then yeah, he's going to. Uh, he's going to find it. I looked, I looked and I thought to myself, look, again, looking at attacking teams, looking at defensive teams or which teams put forward a defensive mindset, not necessarily are defensive, best in the best teams in Europe on the form in the last six games, Paris Saint-Germain are top of the group of, of in terms of form, behind them are Frankfurt, behind them are City, behind them are Dortmund and behind them are Juve, all attacking teams. Juve's got a slightly more defensive mindset, Dortmund are blowing people away, we already talked about Man City doing those little sneaky fouls from Raheem Sterling. <laughs> yeah, let's just call it as it is, man. Call it as it is. Them little sneaky... You know when a man's trying to oops, run away oops, and sorry, do a little trip you up style. Yeah, yeah, and, and then, then just jog off. And then jog yeah. off. And jog and like the old, was that me? Yeah. And then I, I looked at, at the worst teams in terms of form and I didn't go too much into detail. Top of that league is Fulham. I'm thinking, you play nice attacking football. Not anymore. Why you, no, no, but they, they, yeah, <laughs> to... in, in Ligue 1, Chievo in the Italian League, and behind them is Monaco, right? And I'm thinking Monaco, with all of the talent that they've got and their manager, across those four teams, they've conceded 
a total of 60 goals already so far in the league, those four teams. And I'm not thinking, they're attacking teams, but what they lack and what they don't have, and this is where we talked and where Ty's talked about, is a defensive midfielder that stops things from happening. Yeah. They don't have one. You've got to have one of them. Yeah, they don't have one. They don't, they, they don't, they don't have one. That soaks mm -hmm. up pressure. Liverpool have got one or two. Man City have got one. <laughs> Chelsea. No, yeah. Well, you've gone all echoey. Where have you gone? Who's that? In the fridge, man. Oh, you're in. It's an R White's lemonade moment, boy. <laughs> But no, on a real um midfielders, yeah, defensive midfielders that break up the play and make things happen for teams. Some teams are gonna sacrifice that now and they're gonna you know, they're gonna look to have creativity across the middle. I mean, when Rodney just quoted the three 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 players playing across the midfield for Man United, um, you know, Sad thing is, is that not one of those three players is actually going to really take hold of the game, like your Patrick Vieira or your, your, you know, your Dijon or you know, you've got ballers out there that that really bossed the defensive midfield position, which actually allowed attacking football to happen. And I think just putting defensive midfielders in 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 play now is actually not enough. You need to put someone there who's a stopper. Yeah. Somebody, whether they're big or small, because size isn't really about the thing because Kante has proven that. Um, you know, Makalele has proven that. There are many small players. Joey Barton's proven that. You know, you don't have to be the biggest player on the pitch to, to, to spoil a game. Um, Ty, I, I wouldn't have said a stopper. See, because the distinction I would have made is you want an interceptor because you can have a stopper, i.e. or stroke destroyer, yeah? But then there's a chance that you might concede um, um, fouls on the edge of your box, which which are d dangerous situations. The interceptor, i.e., Makaleli or Conte, they nip the ball. They nip the ball off. They they, they take it off. They yeah. don't cut the man down. Yeah. They just yeah. nip the ball, and and in the best scenario, they nip the ball, and then they could just pass it quickly on, pass it on to Fabregas yeah. or Kovacevic or or, or or Ericsson. You know, those, those guys still had to play alongside man that really had to be stoppers in order for them to even go out there and run around ballers feet and trying to feet and trying to nick the ball from players other midfield players you've got to have that man that sits in front of your back your, your two center offs or your one center off whatever you're playing at the back you've got to have that man that is defensively minded like i thou shall not pass yeah and i enjoy watching teams who have that type a footballer playing for them because yeah they may well give away a foul or two um but but the reality is this is that you know when you've got teams when you talk about teams that are strong you know a team strength now nowadays a, a lot of the time people are looking at you know how quick teams move the ball from one end of the pitch to the next and whatever else yeah but the reality is is if you look at the teams that have all the teams that have won the trophies whether you know they, they may have skill. Some of, some of Man City's central midfielders may have skill, but those guys are bruisers. You know, um, the guys who have won trophies, they're bruisers. The Roy Keens, the, you know, they, these guys are bruisers. They're not, 
they're not they're not playing football. They're going out on the pitch to make it horrible for the other team so that their footballers can play. And I I like that style of play. I think just putting a defensive midfielder on the pitch to say you're not attack minded, you're defence minded. You know, the, the skillful midfielders run round them players now. Them players are ineffective now because a skillful midf- midfielder will just pull them all over the pitch, know that he won't foul them, know that he's scared to touch them. And once he get past him, that's why players like Hazard, they have a field day in the Premiership, you know, and De Bruyne's and, and, and the Sterlings now because they know that there's no one really, they can get to the penalty box and then all bets are off from there. There's no one in midfield. <laughs> what are you going to do is stop your toe? <laughs> yeah, come on. Look at look at what's happening with football now. If you really think about it, a lot of these ballers they're in the box. Do you know how hard it used to be for a mid a midfielder to get into the penalty box? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, it really was. You'd have to. It would, it would be like walking through a minefield or, or quicksand so before I mean, you could you get know, to the penalty area. For me, I like that style of play. I think it's nice to see all the creative stuff, but I still like to see a bruiser. Amanda's going to go out there and rough the opposition up a little bit. We're not going to stand here and watch you play triangles around us. One or two of you is going to end up with like the paramedics looking at you throughout the game. You know? <laughs> do you know so? And and, and, and I, I like watching that. I do. Yeah. I like so, Todd, so can I ask you a question? Has Tottenham got, an, 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 and I'll stress, an effective stopper? I will. No. I will let Ty jump in, no. but I'm going to come in afterwards. No, do you know what we we haven't? But I tell you, I tell you what we have. We we haven't. We haven't. Um, we've got a footballer in our midfield that will have it with anybody, um, and will take the ball and take the ball off of anybody, and hardly anybody can get the ball off of him. Dembele. Dembele. The the problem for me with Dembele in terms of trying to fit him into that type of style of of footballer is that for me, he doesn't have enough discipline to play that role. Hmm. Yeah, he, if, you, if you try to instill that mannerism in Jembele as an influence, like going in his ear saying, right, I want you to go out there and show him who's boss today. Within 15 minutes, Tottenham play with 10 men. He's one. <laughs> He'll start poking people in the eye. And he's a biter. He reminds me of Suarez, like someone who like a little bit edgy, for me, so I'm not talking about players like that, like your old school Duncan Ferguson's. You know, them man, they just get they're getting a red card. You you mm. see them against certain opposition, you know they're getting. Jembele kind of reminds me of that kind of football. I'm talking, so we don't really, we don't. In in essence, in a nutshell, we actually don't have the type of footballer I'm describing. We don't have one. You know what? Right when I did look up this, I thought, oh, let me try and find who they've regarded as as the best midfielders in the world. Defensive midfielders. Oh, right. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, let me clarify that point. Um, Eric Dyer's in that list. Nah. No. 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 no, 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 no I'm being honest. No. Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer is in that list. Um, they have him down as a consistent performer. Not mobile uh, enough. Yeah. No. But 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 then Matic is a defensive midfielder and he's not mobile at all. He's um, getting on though. How old is we, he? We, well, I don't know, but I, I, we, we've got a small joke going on when we every time we say his name, we say fifteen seconds, and that's how long he holds on to the ball before he loses it because it's you know in this Mat- modern age. Matic has delivered two titles, hasn't he? So I'll uh, let him. Well, yeah, yeah I mean for, for Chelsea, yeah, 
Oh, don't they count unless they, unless they've got re- unless they've got red tassels on, on, on the drum? No, 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 no. I'm just clarifying for who they count. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying so, they don't count. So, so, so uh, yeah, he's getting yeah. on a bit, and yeah, his leg, yeah. his legs might have gone, but he did. He has he has produced a champion a um a championship winning um. Performance. performances. Twice. He's done that. He's done that. I'm not. I'm not doubting him. I'm not doubting him. What I'm saying is that, as as Ty said, that Spurs don't have a defensive midfielder or defensive. Liverpool don't have one either. Liverpool. Well, yeah. Not. Well, your midfield work collectively. That's the difference. Yes. You know, and you've got yeah. the legs in terms of the transition from defence to attack. But once again, that's a big argument in the in the Liverpool fraternity of should we have an out and out. Because this whole, well, you do a little bit, I'll do a little bit. Is well, it going to really well, well, bring I us thought, anything? I thought that's why Fabinho was purchased, to be honest. Uh, well, that's what we all thought. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Man United have got the Fred issue, so it's a Brazilian. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Um, yeah, so Dyer's down, right, um, Tyne, as, 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 as um, one of the, the best seven defensive midfielders, right? Interception wow. rate high. They see him as a good communicator and he stays calm. And I thought about it and I thought to myself, you know what? I can't disagree with that. And I'll tell you why. Nick has said Matic is getting on. Last year, or in the summer, the rumours were Mourinho is after Dyer. And a lot of the Man United fans were like, we don't want him. We don't want him. We don't want him. We don't want him. But I'm thinking if these are the things that people are talking about in terms of his attributes, that's the kind of person you need. So I'll go through the list it's like in, in the top for the world. It's got June, Julian Weigel at Dortmund. Mm. He's more box-to-box. Mm. Matic is in there, but he's really slow now. You know, and a lot of United fans dislike him, but they need to remember the goal he scored against Palace to get three points, which helped secure second place. Just saying. Uh, Leon Goretzka, who's... Um, Bad boy. Well, he's box-to-box. Yeah. Box. He's box-to-box, box, box, but they've yeah. got him down as a defensive midfielder only because he's at um, Bayern Munich. Then in third, they've got Tony Cruz, who basically, for me, wow. doesn't come across as a destroyer, doesn't come across as someone who uh, nah, deals yeah, with a high, Casemiro. high level. Casemiro's yeah. there, man. Yeah, doesn't come, exactly. Doesn't come across as being um, someone who deals with interceptions. That's Casemiro. Second, you've got Sergio Busquets, right? In, in, and I'm thinking, okay, I can get that because he's proved season in, season out, La Liga, Champions League, that he's the real the, deal. The, the, the original, put a hand on your listen, shoulder. Listen, he's the original, <laughs> I'm going to hold your shirt. Oops. Yeah, pinch you and then really? make you trip. <laughs> and then number one, hands down, right, and no one can argue with this, I don't think, N'Golo Kante. Oh, yeah. Simple the, as. The bad boy. Yeah. If, if there, oh. if there wasn't a position named after Mekalele, yeah, then yeah. it would be called and, the, the Kante role. So. And yeah, and to be honest, I think I think when I look at I look at um, Liverpool, Liverpool have got players that can do a similar role, but not necessarily one out and out player. Spurs have got Dembele and Dyer. Uh, Arsenal have got um, a new young player uh, that they've brought in. And I thought to myself, this is why Jose wanted Dyer. This is why Jose was desperate to freshen up the legs in the midfield because he knew the players that he had. McTominay coming through too young. Herrera doesn't add enough protection for all the will in the world. Matic is getting really slow. Mata has always been slow. You know, regardless of his sweet left foot, he's slow. 
is really slow. So you need protection. And when you have an aging defence, from a Manchester United point of view, and a defence that isn't strong enough mentally, the, you need someone who... The defence ain't ageing. No, look, Ashley Young. I'm talking yeah, Ashley... Apart from uh, that, yeah, listen, Shaw is young. Shaw's Bailey, young. Shaw, Bailey's, Bailey's Bailey, young. Listen, Bailey's still... He's, for me, Bailey and Lindelof... They are at the stage where they're still learning their trade. Right, so they're not old, are they? Yeah, no, they're, they're still learning their trade. I'm writing, I'm, I'm writing, I'm writing offshore and Smalling as the the elder statesman. That's what I'm talking about. How this could is... Shaw be an elder statesman? No, Smalling, Smalling, and not sure. Um, what's his name? Sicknow, Phil, Phil Jones. Jones. Yeah, yeah, of course. Footballing's version of Mr. Bean, always falling over. <laughs> He has given me great joy. I bet he has. I bet he has. I bet he, I bet he has. But then I thought, okay, look at the Premier League. They've got Palace. Um, I can't pronounce this gentleman's name. Milo Milojevic. Yeah, Milojevic. Yeah, 27. 85 tackles, 71 interceptions. Decore at Watford. He's 25. 70 tackles, 64 interceptions. Idris Agay, Everton. 28, 117 tackles, 62 interceptions. Lucas Torreira, 22. He's only arrived. 101 tackles, 72 interceptions. Look, I'm not thinking seriously. Um, Ndidi at Leicester, Mm -hmm. tackles 138, 51 interceptions. So for me, when I look at those players, Arsenal's having a good season. They have a defensive midfielder. Everton having a, quite a good season considering all the money they spent. They have a defensive midfielder. Watford are above Man United in the league. They have a defensive midfielder. Palace are doing okay despite Wilfred Zaha. They've got a defensive midfielder. Leicester, defensive midfielder. They've got defensive midfielders that are able to do the job. Spurs are above. Do you know what I mean? So I'm thinking to myself, you can have attacking football, but you still need to have not necessarily a defensive style, but you need to have a defensive element within your team. And as Ty said, the defensive midfield, it's a, it is a dying, it's a, like a dying breed, like you said. It's its yeah. difficult to get hold of a player like that. It is. And I think, you know, looking at, I don't know, like if you look back over like the, the years, if you look back over the years at the type of players that were rough and ready and, and, and really pulled teams through games again we're quite fortunate because I don't look at modern players when I look at that position now and, and fancy any of them to be honest with you I I look at the players of old um, you know the Gattuso type of players um, you know those types of players who really you know even Mascherano you know players yeah. that would spoil a midfield man and they could play ball but their their intentions was to spoil up the play yeah, because you, you know, I've got to say this to, to Nick. Where would Liverpool be if Mascherano had stayed and Klopp had arrived? Don't be negative now. Well, I, 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 I didn't really. Himself. I never really. No, but I never really. I never really rated Mascherano too tough. Here we go. I, never, yeah, yeah. I never really rated him too tough. Do you know what? Right, For Liverpool fans are going to say this. You look are really emotional, right? Anyone who leaves Liverpool for Barcelona doesn't get no love. 
Do you know what no, I mean? They no. don't get no love. Oh, what, what, do think, what do you think Coutinho of Coutinho? Suarez, what do you think what are you doing Suarez? When you talk to them about those players, it's like uh, that girl that they really wanted to settle down with, but she left. Do you know what I mean? Like they're, they're all heartbroken. You didn't like Mascherano. Really? I said, I said, I'd never rated him I too tough. Believe. But you're not, you're not asking me to, you're not asking me to justify you're it. You're just left. You're only saying that because he did, he didn't do his full five years. He left. And, and and you you're hurt, and I understand that. But I never said that. That's not what I said, though, is it? But he's a good footballer. I'm not disputing that. But the but the point the point is when he used to play when he used to play for us, he used to lose his head. He there's a couple that well, I think I think probably Roddy can remember. There was one that yeah. whereby he got a red. Um, he did at, get him. Yeah, at, he did. Old yeah. Trafford, and yeah. I was like. Because this guy's blowing his top, and and Gerard's not Gerard wasn't doing anything to that to cool himself down. It's like, dream boy, do you know that this is one of the most important games of the season for us? What's wrong with you? So, so to players do lose they they do lose it every now and again. Well, okay, okay, all right. Well, and here's the point, and here's the point, and here's the point. Um, Ty, when he got to when he got to Barcelona now, I see the dude instead, what he used to do, right? He would win the ball and then he would go on mad runs and lose it for us. When he got to Barcelona, I saw him doing exactly what you, I'm sure that you admired about him. He'd win the ball, he'd lay it off to Iniesta yeah. or whoever. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. so what? So you have got it in you. Why weren't you doing that at Liverpool? And number one, and number two, why were you running into tackles and getting red cards? Did you well, see him doing any of that at Barcelona? Well, well, who was asking him to do it at Liverpool? Well, well, there was, well who, 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 who was in his ear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Yep. I mean, think about who was, you know, and you can sometimes have all the right ingredients, yeah, but just the wrong recipe. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, that I'm case is not going to rise. And 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 that's the thing, Rodney. You you touched on a very, very, very true point. You can look at Liverpool now, um, with Klopp at the helm, and you you stick Mascherano back in there, and you stick Suarez back in there, and all of a sudden. It, it, you know, it's a different, different animal because Klopp's brought an energy that, to be honest with you, I, I think it was the right thing for you guys to sell Coutinho. I think Coutinho's a good player, but I don't think Coutinho. I don't think he would have made you better necessarily. But now. that's what we're crying out for now. Do you think though? Well, that's what. Well, I'm I'm just going by what the, the the Liverpool fraternity are saying. They're saying that we're missing an attacking midfielder You're to actually. Look- Salah's goals have dried up. I mean, again, you know, it, when Salah came last year, nobody missed Coutinho at all. No one wasn't even told. They were like Coutinho, who, and now that Salah is not doing that that same thing again this season, people are all of a sudden now starting. And I'm hearing the same grumble, Nick. So I'm not. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying I'm hearing it. Like no, but the point know. was the point was the first fa- first half of the season Liverpool had the Fab Four with Coutinho. Yeah, second half of the season when Coutinho went, um, Oxley Chamberlain stepped up into that role. Yeah, he's injured, so we haven't got that. So so we, so so that, that's that's the only reason why I'm saying when you say oh well you know Coutinho's gone, but we're missing it. So. You know, okay, everyone can say, oh, well, it wasn't bad losing Coutinho. Yeah, but now we're looking for a Coutinho type. So it's like... Um, you know what I was going to say? I actually think Keita has... He's supposed to be. Well, no, <laughs> just I like, think... No, just no, like I, think, I think Keita has, 
and I think Klopp as well, maybe, he's managed his entrance into the Premier League very well. I think he's holding back a little bit on what he can do because I really rate this guy. Yeah. And I've seen him play in Germany and I think there's more, I've seen him do great things on the ball going forward. He's not demonstrated a fraction of what he's positive of he's, he's able to in a Liverpool shirt. And I think if Liverpool were to, uh, I, I think what, what's needed, and I think this is the bit, if you were to get a defensive midfielder, then it releases individuals like Keita to go further forward. And that's why I think, or I believed, that the Fabinho signing would, would have been one of those that would have said, right, you guys, off you go. This bit's mine. But I think Liverpool have got to be careful, Rod, because, you know, they may do that that thing that, you know, United done where, you know, they had ballers that were ready to go and they just kept playing skulls and kept playing, you know, and 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 I think that Liverpool are doing the same thing with Milner and, and um, the young boy, um, Hent. What's, what's his name? What's Henderson. His name? Henderson. Henderson. You know, well, these guys, Keita really should be playing the Henderson role. Yeah. Right, that's his role. That's his position. Yeah, for some reason, is he's not going to give Keita the reins and, and move Henderson to one side. I think he will. I think he will. He's going to have to. If he Time, really wants to see what that guy can do, he's going to have to do that. It's not because it's not because Henderson keeping him out though, Ty. It's because uh, in theory, Cater's not ready, and this is why I was kind of saying to, to Rodney Wall about this whole idea of, um, well, you know, you just you just go out there and press. You shouldn't really need some. What what I don't I don't know the secret formula, but whatever Klopp's system is, it takes the it takes players coming in a little while to perform it how he wants to perform it. Yeah, so there's yeah, a little bit more right. to it than just running up to a player and, and like and harrying them. Um I don't know I, I, I don't know the like the the the, in, the, the, the intricacies of it. And this is why well because th- we were we were saying the same thing about Oxlade Chamberlain last last season when yeah. he first came in. We yeah. were like, well we spent this money, where is this guy? And we yeah. didn't see him, we didn't see him till after Christmas. Yeah. And then after Christmas, in theory, once he'd got the the pressing idea into his head. Yeah. It was wicked. Yeah. I'd say, that, you know what, I'd actually say the same thing about Lucas Moura at Spurs. I, I, when he first joined, I was like, why is he not playing? But I, from what I saw of, the last, of him in the last two games in the Spurs shirt, it looks like he's forgotten his time at PSG and is actually delivering on, on the talent that he had. But is that yeah. Lucas Moura knuckling down or is that is that some sort of secret secret um, approach that Pochettino has to get into his head. Well, I, but let's just say that, you know, in, in terms of the attacking style um, mantra and the, and the gurus of football, Pochettino and Klopp, they're right at the front of that line, along with Pep. So uh, if people are giving Pep props for kind of changing Sterling, why can't it be done for Klopp. Why can't it be done for Pochettino? He ain't won that. He ain't won that. He ain't won anything. No, but the thing is, everyone's saying the same thing. These are the the, the new brand of managers, the same with Eddie Howe. They haven't won anything, but they're saying that they're they're, they're the new wave. It's attacking football. But whenever... uh, See, the problem I've got, the issue I've got, whenever, whenever I question our manager, or a lot of managers, people will say, well, Nick, he's, he's been in management a lot more than you, so I think he knows what he's doing. That's, what, that's, what's, that's always what's thrown, thrown back at me. And it's like, well, for, I will question him until he puts that pot on the table and says, look, there you go, Nicholas. Yeah, for all your doubting, 
this is what <laughs> this is what my thoughts can produce. Until you don't do that. Listen, Klopp has won as many Premier League titles as I have. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, me and equal. you or yeah, we're equal. <laughs> equal. Wow. Until wow. what? what <laughs> What, what is that unfair, Ty? Or what? Hundred no, percent. Do you know what? It's not unfair because I have the same, the same thought process. You know, we we are supporters of of Liverpool and Tottenham respectively. We are not necessarily. I like Pochettino. I love what he's done with the club, but I'm not a Pochettino fan. I'm a Spurs fan mm. first and foremost. Yeah. And so therefore, you know, there comes a time when the personnel does have to be scrutinised. And and Klopp and Pochettino are not exempt from that. So say I, what you I like about I Mourinho. Do you, know, do you know? I'm waiting for you to, to finish before I can jump in. The thing is about Mourinho. The thing that I don't get, the thing that I don't get, and I say this again from a sufferer's viewpoint, <laughs> from the bottom of the barrel, is why people are moaning about somebody who's in recent history given their club trophies, silverware. Like the thing don't. It's almost like I don't know. Man United fans seem like they're much more interested in this style of play. Attack, attack, attack. (laughs) Whether it's attack or defence, then whether or not the manager is actually effective in his objective to deliver silverware. And I think that, you know, Spurs, we're a team that would love a piece of silverware, you know, at any time at all over the last sort of 40 years to 50 years I would have liked to have seen anything um, and I just don't understand the clamour for a change of manager who has shown um, repetitively that he can deliver pots um, yeah but it's, it's about the amount of expenditure on, on, on attacking talent though isn't it you well, know, you've got yeah. you've got one of the most promising um, um, young English strikers there. You've got one of the most promising young French strikers there. You've got one of the, you've got um, a player that that broke the world transport record. You've got a seventy. Well, you've got I, I, I think he is the top Belgian all time goal scorer. I believe. Yeah, but I'll I put think... it to you, Nick. Yeah, that 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 Ranieri will win another trophy in England before Pochettino and Klopp. Oh, you know what? We're, we're, I'm going to leave it. I think we need to stop. We're close yeah, to time. We're close, note, to time. we're close to time. <laughs> Please tune in, tune in next week. Tune in next week. <laughs> on, that, on that cliffhanger. That's, that's an EastEnders yeah. doof doof, that one. Yeah, yeah that's the EastEnders doof doof. I'm telling you, because <laughs> I'm telling you, because just, just before we go off here, the thing that I'm telling you now is this some managers are just used to winning stuff. And yeah. it's just in there. It's just ingrained in them. Yeah, serial winners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're just serial winners. And some managers are not. You yeah. know, Klopp, Pochettino. Well, Pochettino hasn't won anything yeah. ever as yeah. a manager. So I'm, I'm still clueless as to the, the Real Madrid talk. Um, but, you know, Ranieri, you know, he, his record don't look too shabby, does it? No, it doesn't. He, he's 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 come back and he's he'll, he'll be lauded at Fulham. Obviously, Premier League winner at Leicester, and uh, yeah, I'm hopefully going to actually go to that game when they they play in the league, and uh, go and sit in the grounds and watch and watch two good footballing teams play attacking football. Um, Nick, I'm going to call it to an end. And Ty, we've we've done our time. 
Yeah, I want to see Wayne Rooney come on. You can watch Red. I'll tell you what, this is the bit I'm going to say. Do you know what? I almost forgot. Wayne Rooney reference. Um, this is the this is the any other business section. Don't uh, open up a whole can of worms. No, I'm going to have to say, man. I have to say. Put the can opener down. Yeah, I'm going to. No, the can opener. This is a pull ring. I don't need a can opener. When is it this weekend? It's tonight. It's tonight. It's now. It's 15 minutes in. Yeah. Let me just say, I'm sure we've missed it anyway. This whole talk about him coming back to say thank you to the fans, send a tweet. Yeah, like every other social media expert. You don't need to come back and play football in an England shirt. If you were that desperate, and I'm using the word desperate, to get money for your foundation, you're playing bloody America. Play in America. Play in an American stadium in Washington. You you what do you need to come back for? You turned your back on your country. Yes. Oh, come yeah? on. Yeah? You turned your back on your country. So that was that. As far well, as I know... Peter Crouch, up to this time, has not retired from 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 England. Even Beckham hasn't retired. I've seen him in a couple of interviews where where Crouch kind of joked. He went, "Well, you know, I always I always kind of hope for the, you know, I always look out for the phone call." And he's kind of joking, but he he's never retired from football. You decided, Mister Rooney, to retire from football, so retire, and that's yeah. It. You know, you know, honestly, this is a farce. In itself, and I'll, and I'll leave it there. I could say more, but I'll save it for the next podcast. Yeah, save it. Man. Yeah, I'm going to save um, it. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll, you know, I'm going to tuck into this game. I can see Fabian Del, Deli Ali, um, quite a few interesting ballers out there on the pitch tonight. So, yeah. uh, no, no, sign, no sign of Rooney yet. Um, last 10 minutes, last 10 minutes. That's all right, then. Time for a sandwich. I'm All sure. right, I'm going to say thank you. <laughs> I'll get back out into the kitchen. Yeah, yeah go back out into the kitchen. Yeah. Heat, heat up that jerk rice again. Um, <laughs> thanks, Nick. Thanks, Ty, for joining me. My pleasure. No problem. Brilliant. Okay, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, please uh, send comments and questions to the pod. You can submit them via Twitter at on and off the PIT1, hashtag pod question, or at Rodney underscore Cyrus with a C, pod question. Uh, Thanks for listening again and be back next week. See you guys very, very soon.